Welcome to Home's Room. Just like homeroom, we start off our day getting together with our homies, swapping stories, even a little kiss and tell action. This podcast contains language not suitable for younger listeners. Topics about sex and mental health. Discretion is advised. Our views are our own. Let class begin. Hello there. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate you being here. Me and uh, Caitlin are hanging out, just trying to be, uh, you know, <laughs> relaxed and chill, you know, comfort vibes. And uh, I think Caitlin said she had something to say about being being comfortable or comfort vibes that she wanted to rant about. So at some point in time, we'll get there. And I can't wait to hear this. How Dude, I'm Caitlin? already, Matt, I'm great, but I'm already giggling because the way you started, I was like, hello there. That was the most like Mr. Rogers slash uh, what's his face from Star Wars. Hello there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do, but I can't think. I I can't I, picture it. But it literally just left for. my brain. But that's why I was giggling immediately as we started recording because you just said hello there. I'm like, all I, right, here's Mister Rogers. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> won't you be my neighbor? That was what I was going for. So, um, you know, just just it's the holidays. I was trying to be warm and inviting. You know, carolers on my step that I'm not yelling at because you know I don't want people to startle my dog and have him bark for the next 20 minutes all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff you know no shame there no absolutely shame. uh i'm doing well matt i'm uh chilling i don't know if you guys can hear i'm sound a little congested because my kids have brought home yet another <laughs> plague from daycare which that's the way that it is my hope is that when they do get old enough to actually start public school they will just be robots and be immune to all bugs and funkiness but you know it is what it is uh nothing that some nyquil can't fix and it is uh improving my sleep too so it's like a it's like a double dub matt you know (laughs) i like it um (laughs) you know i kids bringing home like the illness and the sickness and all that stuff it's always such a like a weird thing because it's like you know, teachers are, you know, using hand sanitizer and, you know, trying to promote like clean environments and you you send wet wipes and all that kind of stuff when they, uh, when they start school. But it, it's always like somehow a Petri dish of like, Hey, guess what? We're all sick. And then your kid comes home and it's like, Oh yeah, there was only like seven of us in class. And it's like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, everybody was sick. It's like, Oh, damn it. That's never what, uh, what you, um, what you want. So I don't know. I also have the fear of being like the parent that brings the sick kid into daycare and gets all the other kids sick. (laughs) So it's like a fine line of balancing between like, I feel bad. I know like they're just not 100% themselves, but here I am eating my clock up PTO while they're pinging (laughs) off the walls. Totally fine. All they needed was like an extra 30 minutes of sleep and they were totally themselves. And then it's also the other side of that balance is, you know what? F these parents, they're coming in bringing hand, foot, and mouth and all kinds of insane viruses I've never even heard of before. Matt, I didn't, I'm so thankful to the ladies at daycare. Um, Did your daughters ever have thrush? Do you know what thrush is? Yeah, I do, but no, they did not. I had no idea what the hell thrush was. So for those of you who do not know, thrush is a fungal infection inside your mouth. And it's like super common with kids. It's very contagious. 
and I just got a picture from one of the ladies at my daughter's um, classrooms when she was still in the infant room and said, oh, hey, like we just caught this like one white spot in her mouth early. Um, we're, we think it's thrush. There's been like eight other kids in her class that have had it. Like it's news to me. But of course, I was like, what the hell is thrush? It sounds like a stupid brand of like off brand rain boots to me. I was like, what the I literally would text back. I was like, what the hell is thrush? So I'm thankful that, you know, the laser daycare caught it early. We got, there's medication that you give them and you just keep a close eye on it. And it's totally not a big deal. But all these other parents be bringing in the back black plague and shit. So I'm like, well, fuck it. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> you know, staying home when you're sick. That's one of those things. And like, you know, when this episode is airing, like in, in the time that we are in, in it is like, peak you know kids and adults and everybody being sick because it's winteriness and whatnot and you know for me i don't get sick often and if i do get sick it's usually like everybody else has gotten sick like 30 times and it finally comes back around and gets me so by the time it gets me it's like a super bug but i'm Mm -hmm. only sick for like two days so it's not like it's not like i'm down for like a week and i don't to me, it's like not a big deal to be like, I'm sick. I need to lay here. I'm like, I can feel my body telling me. I don't like, I don't understand why people are like, you know what? You might be sick, but, but go to school anyway. And then your kid comes home throwing up and it's like, oh, damn, I guess I should have listened. But then the next time they still don't listen. That's so weird to me. You know, humans, we are the weirdest type of uh, study subjects at all. I have my mentor in grad school used to say this to me all the time in her Southern accent. She's like, Caitlin, we are in the human like sciences. We just study criminology. We try to answer why people commit crimes and humans are the weirdest test subjects ever. We fight. We kill each other. We fuck. She literally word for word said all of this to me. She was like, fuck, it's just the weirdest thing. We are the most difficult test subjects. And Matt, let me just also tell you, you will save a lot of brain cells of your own like you don't need to go down those rabbit holes to try and justify weird behavior that you will never understand. <laughs> Trying to beat yourself in circles to understand it is not worth the juice is not worth the squeeze on that one. So <laughs> there's several times at work too where I'm just like, you know what? Ignorance is bliss. I don't need to sit here and <laughs> ponder this because I need the brain cells that it would take for me to like reach the conclusion of figuring out the answer to why did this idiot do this this dumb way? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that what you said is funny but the hat behind you that's been there forever your head mm-hmm. was just blocking the bill just a little bit and it looks like a dog's face it is like the the top of it like the the blue dot i assume it's blue like the very center of the hat yes it looks like an eyeball and then the way it's folded looks like an ear and i was like oh that's a cute dog thing and i was like that's not a dog thing i'm just stupid no, and this back behind me is actually a vintage uh cool as shit uh, blues hat that was my dad's from the 90s so go like blizz it. super yeah. st louis let's go blizz <laughs> uh we won the stanley cup once upon a time and everybody still walks around with those bumper stickers of stanley cup champs 2016 <laughs> hey, I, I got nothing against it as a one-time stanley cup winning team as well um speaking of which hockey's about to be back which means that it's coming up to the end of summer football's back and all that kind of stuff and it's really surreal to be recording this episode for December, specifically second week of December, and it's the hottest week I've I, so far of this summer right now. That is so bizarre. 
Yeah, I stepped out of my house this morning and I literally had to swim through humidity to get yeah. to my car. So I was like, yeah, I'm ready for December. I'm ready for fall. All the things. <laughs> I was breaking out on my sweaters earlier, just getting all geared up. <laughs> it's the same. It was so hot. It was like, uh, it looked like it was foggy, but it wasn't fog. It was the humidity that like the haze from how how humid it was and that was at like what you know like eight o'clock this morning when we went to school and you know drop the girls off and all that kind of stuff i think it's so like i said it's so weird to be thinking december and christmas but um i'm gonna put it on blast again because i want people to be excited about it because i'm excited about it uh you pitched the idea you know what we should do we should get gifts for each other and open them on the show and i was super excited i went out this weekend and i got uh, I got you some stuff, and one of them is sitting on my uh, is sitting on my recording space right now, and I'm I'm looking at it, so it's like just a reminder this entire time to be excited about it. And then I'm gonna hopefully as long as I as long as I remember and don't do that thing where I come home and be like, damn, I forgot to go to the UPS. I will UPS it tomorrow, so it should be there. And I'm super excited about this because one, I love giving gifts, but two, like this is such an interesting concept and real time experiences lived um are like i don't know it's just something about them where it's like oh and you know there's a video element of this so you know mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see it and we'll be able to uh to relive it you know when it when it happens around christmas so to clarify i got the idea matt and i have never met e each other in in real life we record once a week for an hour almost what every week for several months now this is like our hangout time uh, record the pod bullshit with all of you, this, that, whatever. I said, you know what, for Christmas this year, we should mail each other gifts and open them on the pod to give each other Christmas gifts. Both of us very on brand for both of our love languages. So I'm very excited for you to open the gifts that I have gotten you. And I also need to do the same thing. I'm like, like maybe uh, when you go to the post office tomorrow, text me like, Hey, bitch, go to the fucking post office. <laughs> Uh, buddy system buddy system i did, i just thought about it and it's like we are like pseudo pen pals and that's so interesting it's the weirdest thing like technology all the fun things um i saw a reel the other day where it's um inmates that like post like hey this is what i'm into this is who i am like write to me be my pen pal I'm like, okay, this is like a podcast version of it, but neither of us are federal inmates. So there, we've got that yeah. going for us, you know? That is true. We are walking about. I, uh, <laughs> that is, that is, a, that is, an, that is a, uh, a solid plus that we got. Um, Dub. <laughs> um, I, I, I find it so interesting and we've been able to, you know, have fun conversations and enlighten each other, I would imagine, because I know you've enlightened me. But, you know, like specifically today's episode that aired and we record on Mondays. So it's kind of interesting because we get to hear the episode that, you know, came out hopefully that Monday and uh, then we record. So like today, the episode that dropped was the one where we interviewed my mom and we recorded a special little greeting to wish her happy birthday because her birthday is, you know, later on in this this week past tense um but uh you know listening to that episode again and I, I just like you did such a good job asking questions like i had no idea what questions you prepared so like you did such a good job and there was like stories that are since say stories but little facts that like i didn't even know and listening to it again it was like hearing my mom tell a story to somebody for the first time while also hearing it again for the first time you know and i, I think that that was really cool 
I feel like there's, I really appreciate you giving us the opportunity to sit down and even like talk to your mom. I feel like maybe because of my experience with both my parents dying, I kind of like approached it a different way. Um, when I sat down with that, specifically asking her questions about you and Courtney and your daughters, like I wanted to use it as an opportunity to create something cool that you all would cherish, like long after she's no longer with us. And you only Mm -hmm. have so many opportunities to do something like that. Um, I've also been like super hot and heavy into writing blog posts related to grief lately. So maybe that's just like where my default (laughs) brain is right now. But like, I was like, yeah, this is like really cool opportunity to, um, do something unique for all of you. And hopefully, um, your mom had blast. It was a really cool episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back in time and check it out. Um, but it's also like super interesting timing that you, um, somehow managed to schedule the episode to release the week of her birthday. So yes, we did weeks and weeks later, jump back in and record a happy birthday message to her. So that was really cute. So yeah. I Shout just, out Mama you, Holmes. Yeah, you gave such <laughs> life to like such life to an interview and she was super nervous going into it and you handled her with like care. And I think that, you know, as a podcaster and as an interviewer and as just a human, like that element and that thing that you, that you were able to accomplish is not something that like you should forget. It's something that you should definitely feel accomplished in. Cause like I, I was just there to like hear the conversation. You know, I kind of wanted to just sit back and listen and I um I got to do it twice essentially and I, I appreciated it just as much both times. She was nervous and didn't uh didn't know how it would be or whatnot and I think that um we're trying to get her to to warm up to the idea that she did a good job because you know Of course she did a good job. Are you kidding yeah. me? And, uh, and all of you need to go make sure that you leave a like review comment all of those things to tell mom Holmes that she did a great job um and also shouts out to her to um embrace something that made her nervous and feel the fear and do it the hell anyway um she's very brave in that front and i'm still struggling with starting my own podcast so shout out mama Holmes for a well-timed reminder of put your big girl panties on and fucking deal with your shit you know (laughs) yeah there you go (laughs) Speaking from the past to the present, reaching out and touching you. I love it. Um, You said something about a review and I wanted to address an elephant in my room, which is number one, go do reviews because I want you to do reviews, but you can get a sticker too if you do that Mm -hmm. and show Mm -hmm. us that you did it. But um, I got a comment, a random comment on the video I posted about how if you do a review and send us a screenshot to our DMs and uh, want a sticker, we'll send you a sticker. Home's room sticker looks like the logo. But I got a comment that was like, I'll do a review if you do a 30 minute, uh, if you take 30 minutes to talk about how Aliens is the best sci-fi movie ever or ever created. And in my head, I was like, I don't know that I could talk about Alien for like 30 minutes. But I genuinely think that there of comments to get that was probably not one of the worst ones to get so you know like if if you're gonna just like keep hitting our um hitting our social media with like random comments like that yeah i'm fine with it you know whatever but um i still want people to go do reviews so if you're hearing this and you want to do a review go do a review get a sticker uh me and caitlin would appreciate it Absolutely. And if you want us to review some off the wall stuff, we absolutely are more than happy to do that too. 
but let's put a pin in the alien conversation because I've actually never seen the movie. <laughs> really? I haven't. I know some general references of it because back in my college days, I used to watch Family Guy a lot. And I know that there are some alien references in there. Something about the mouth that comes out of the alien's mouth. Maybe spoiler alert. I don't know. That movie's also come (laughs) like sidebar. What's the back date for like spoiler alert? I, like if the movie a... came out in the 90s do i actually have to preface the fact that aliens have like the aliens mouths and heads have little things that come out that have another mouth and another head like is that technically a spoiler alert hold on i would Google. say I, my personal opinion would be anything 10 years plus just like a, a vehicle is no longer considered late model after 10 years i would think that a spoiler is no longer a spoiler after 10 years like that's just you you've had the ability to see it and pop culture has probably ruined it if it was okay you find it uh yes the movie alien was released may 25th 1979 Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that's wherever we're at in our back date of spoiler alerts (laughs) that's like that's good so the movie aliens which i guess is the second came out in 1986 alien 3 came out in 92 and alien resurrection came out in 97 how many damn alien movies did they need matt apparently four uh there's more, <laughs> there's more than that there's two newer ones what? and then and then another one i think is on the way so there was uh Bruh. prometheus and covenant and then i don't remember what the new one is called but there's a new one coming out i I think it's next year. It's either this fall or next fall with the writer strike and everything going on right now. And like actor strike and stuff. There's, uh, there's, I think, I can't remember if they pushed it. I think they might've pushed it. I don't, I can't, I'm not for sure. Which shout out. I have been following all of those, um, everything with the writer's strike and honestly i hope by the time that this episode comes out there's something more positive that we can report back on other than what is still there which we're on probably day 90 something of the writer's strike i've been following them on instagram i'm paying attention um i just went out to la about probably about two months ago if i had more time in my schedule i was seriously entertaining going to um a picket line with them because um, if you're not paying attention to what these corporations are doing to um, creatives who literally just want a living wage to be able to survive off of and full creative access to their own likeness, um, please, please pay attention. And um, I'm still very new to the importance of unions. I didn't grow up in um, around too many people that were in unions or people that were necessarily super blue collar, which is how unions are more popular in my neck of the woods of the country. Um, So there's still very, there's still a lot that I do need to learn, but in terms of um, this past year where I've gone on this like fun self journey of embracing creativity and realizing that if you ever want to root for an underdog, root for somebody that chooses to flex their creative muscle every single day and try to survive off of the fruits of that labor because that's damn underdog. Um, but yeah, so, um, I think there's a lot of projects that are kind of up in the air right now with the, with the writer's strike and now the actor's strike. And they're also getting other unions. I don't know if you saw that there are like flight attendants that are out Mm -hmm. now too, that are out on the picket lines um supporting so there's been some 
petty shit going on <laughs> with some of these picket lines. I think um, Universal Studios had uh, suddenly, weirdly shut down a bunch of sidewalks that the picket line had been set up on. Um, and there's all kinds of ambiguous um, striking picketing rules um, that are very interesting to watch in terms of um, you know, union, other workers that are on projects trying to get, uh, filming projects shut down. They, they successfully shut down one of the Avengers filming, uh, locations the other day and we're celebrating. Um, so yeah, I think the fallout from all of this is going to be very interesting to watch, especially years down the road when all of these projects are, um, pushed so far. So for example, clearly falling down a rabbit hole here um i saw that the next season of um shit what's that hbo show with zendaya um euphoria yes euphoria so as things currently stand the next season of euphoria is not going to be slated to be released until like 2026 or something with how far behind all the writing and filming and everything is and by that point like almost every single main character is going to be well into their 30s still trying to play high schoolers oh which wow. is so interesting to see how all of that's going to kind of get adjusted cuz you saw a lot of these tv shows and um creative projects when covid hit some of them mm-hmm. just took it in stride and actually integrated covid into their storyline so that they could continue filming and it not be anything super weird so i don't know we'll see if somebody will take a cheap shot and work in like a writer strike into their storyline of their show just to yeah. work uh, in a delay <laughs> uh, um i uh as a as a writer and as a friend of like a lot of a lot of people that write and have a few friends in the film industry like that's something that really like interests me like i actually thought about going to school for it um but uh there's a podcast i listen to and if you're curious about any of this or you want to hear from somebody that's like that was in it in the thick of it um it's obviously going to be kind of dated when this comes out but um a podcast i listen to uh it's breaking um it's breaking down the 2020 the 2023 um writer strike um and it's a podcast called breaking out of breaking in and it was an episode uh, like from may and it's with uh one of the organizers of the strike so it's is that adam conover no uh brandy nicole Um, okay yeah and, and uh every like i remember listening to this episode and thinking how uh how amazing it it was and hearing hearing her talk about you know the place that she lives the small tiny place that she lives in la is three or four times more than her house that she has with her family and um i think i i think she's in memphis is where she was so like the prices of just living for them because they have to be close enough to the studio to be able to pop in when they need to pop in. And like this, just her, her stories in general about all of it, but also about the strike as it was and the, what they were asking for. And they would have you believing that they're asking for a ton. And if I remember correctly, it's like something like 
98 million or something is what they're trying to make people believe it is. And that's not like in general, that's total. That's like the entire amount for everybody that is striking, not just, you know, like I want 98 million, he wants 98 million, but like specifically the entire amount. And I thought that was crazy that like they weren't asking for a ton. They are just asking for, you know, uh, equal, I guess is what I would say, or like, um, livable. So that's, that's crazy. So you're talking about basic cost of living in LA for somebody that is, uh, making a super brave choice to be a creative person for a living. Um, barely getting by, probably not even really getting by depending on what their specific situation is. So I just very quickly Googled what the, uh, CEO of Netflix (laughs) Thanks. Um, Executive Chairman Reed Hastings is set to receive a five hundred thousand dollars salary and a two point and two point five million dollars in stock, and then the two co CEOs, Ted Sarandos and Greg Peters, will each collect an annual salary of three million dollars. The one of the co CEOs stands to receive an additional twenty million dollars in stock and is eligible for a bonus of up to $17 million. Oh, wow. What the fuck do CEOs even do? Uh, I don't know, but from my experience, make poor decisions. Uh, like that's what I got. <laughs> is they, 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 decide, they, they send out really nicely, uh, nicely written thank you for all of your service letters. I can tell you that because I've seen plenty of those from CEOs and they're even robotically signed. I do not understand this. And it's in their best interest for them to come to the table with those who were striking. It's so, I don't know. I just, I personally have a lot of respect for what they're doing right now all across the country. Like they are having organized picket fences on all of these major corporation sites all across the world, New York, LA, they've had some over in Beijing, China, Japan, they've had them all over the country, especially over in the UK too. Um, It's in everybody's best interest for all of them to sit down at the table um, to have a better conversation. And I think it's super um, understated what they're doing for all of the creatives that come after them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the last writer strike they were on strike for over 100 days before there was actually some type of agreement met. So I don't know how many, um, hopefully when this airs, we we're we're like, it's old news. Like they have gotten mm -hmm. past this and everything is, is like getting ready to run smoothly. And AI isn't of issue as the way that it seems like they are trying to make it. Um, so kind of random, I guess, like, rabbit hole connected to this uh yeah so um the uh the the nun the the actress that plays the nun you know uh i was saying that you know her uh her likeness is not getting her paid the way that it should so a lot of creature design you don't get paid your likeness because you have prosthetic on you don't it, it isn't it doesn't look like you however for her it's more makeup and and her face than it is prosthetic so she's right now suing for like arguably what she's owed because the uh the likeness is is her it's not 
uh, uh, just a regular creature design. And it also makes me wonder whether or not the um, the people that make those creature designs, what what they get in royalties because their design is what ultimately like is selling. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And chase your bag, girl. Uh, Bonnie Aarons is her name. Yes. She filed a lawsuit for obscuring and hiding her portion of the royalties in sales. So she's suing Warner Brothers. Super yeah. weird. Oh, that's so that, interesting. Yeah, that one caught me because the the reason that made sense was because they are using her likeness and they they were try- from what the articles said is they were trying to like she's like you said obscure the the amount they made because she's oh like most movies that actor wouldn't get paid those royalties because they're just a creature design they're not they are just the actor so they would get paid whatever they get paid for the for the acting not the not the um royalties for their likeness because she is the nun it's so crazy i would have never thought about that as a as even a thing because like that's not a common occurrence in horror movies like that absolutely it's not it's also not a super common occurrence her character the nun made cameo appearances in the conjuring 2 and that annabelle movie that came out Mm -hmm. so the success of her character in those cameo those cameos resulted in her actually getting spinoffs on the nun so she's arguing that she's owed almost 370 million dollars because not maybe the lawsuit also claimed that about 365 million gross worldwide since the character first appeared in the conjuring two, including the merchandise so again you're saying like her likeness and all that despite the character becoming a success she was only paid by warner brothers $71,500. The company did not share the money risen from the merchandise exploiting Miss Aaron's likeness. Wow. Yeah. That's so super crazy, on brand right? and like great timing when we're having larger conversations about AI because like these studios were doing and I I don't know too much about it. I haven't done a ton of research. I'm just hearing like second and third hand kind of like what's going on. But apparently these um larger film studios were trying to get rid of um the the heavy lift of having background characters come in and Mm -hmm. you know long filming days intense filming schedules more humans you introduce onto a set i'm sure the more complicated that moving parts get so their solution was to just scan people's faces and take like you know like do like essentially have ai generated background characters so you as a struggling actor just come in get your whole like this is some black mirror shit essentially this is super dystopian entertainment but you would come in as a struggling actor get paid like a one-time 500 dollars fee and then see yourself in the background character for uh, movies for years and years to come like how is that an even trade-off for the creative especially when if if we're falling into the rabbit hole of AI generated background characters, wouldn't they just make up AI people that don't actually <laughs> really exist. exist? That'd be interesting. I know what you're talking about too. And that was like in perpetuity. So like they were going to be able to use that person's likeness forever. And I thought that was like when I read that, 
uh like i said i have friends that that's that's where they're at in their careers and like when i read that i just couldn't i like i couldn't wrap my mind around like how good of a deal that sounds you know that's that like to somebody that's struggling and just needs to eat yeah why would i not do that why Mm -hmm. would i not go do this because at least it guarantees me you know 500 bucks right now in my pocket and that might get me to you know next week or the week at whatever it is or you know and depending on what they're offering you know you do it a couple of times and for different reasons or a couple of different studios or you know you get paid you know a fee for your voice a fee for your you know your face your fee for your whole body like at that point you're like man maybe this is this is worth it at least to get through right now and then you're screwed and people are like oh well why would we hire you when we have digital you and we already paid for that and it's like that it's so crazy yeah uh i don't know hopefully when this episode comes out in december we will have uh, <laughs> a more positive so- update <laughs> Uh, as as we were talking about this, I can't wait to hear this when it comes out, just to hear how different the world is, because it could be uh, this particular topic could be like vastly different. And, you know, like we not steer away from politics, but like we try and keep it light enough around politics. So like we don't have as much like current eventy stuff in yeah. our episodes that this is like the most like prominent current event right now that like could be vastly different in a few months and that's super interesting which i think is still super fitting for what we're trying to do here as creatives or new creative newbies um i think any support and any boosting to anybody's message we can give is never a bad thing um but yeah it's probably the longest conversation we've ever had about a current event so i don't know maybe this whole thing will be boring as hell in december because there'll <laughs> yeah. be some like giant other thing going on i don't know hopefully yeah. we'll see right. um but yeah so if you're all right with that i would like to jump into my that's what she said for the episode yeah absolutely which is Go for it. super on brand if you can't see me right now which is honestly <laughs> sorry that you can't first thing i, I said wearing... was you look comfortable <laughs> so i am currently wearing um hold on backtrack can you tell my adhd meds have worn off today (laughs) jesus age um so i am of the generation that grew up every single uh thursday i'd come into work and i'd watch the new jenna marbles episode now she's been off youtube for about two years but the genius that is jenna marbles came up with this term called the leisure suit and it is what I am currently wearing right now. These are new satiny pajamas. I got the pants on too. They're in this beautiful royal blue color. Love it. Looks great on a pale bitch like me. What I'm also wearing that you can't really see is this bomb ass necklace. Shout out Ahava Jewels. They repurpose old designer um, like metal plates than branding they upcycle them into pieces of jewelry so it looks like i'm wearing a prada necklace right now bitch this ain't prada it's fucking upcycled (laughs) jewelry and it's a gold masculine chain that won't tarnish on me so that's really what the appeal for that is i got some lauren hope studs in i got some a masculine ass lauren hope (laughs) bracelet on i'm wearing my leisure suit i got some water i'm chilling here with my homie matt 
And all of this is super on brand for the rant. Oh, I forgot to mention, I got a new nail set Mm -hmm. where my too much gene came out. And I've got (laughs) so many gems and rhinestones on my nails that just call me Cardi B, you know? (laughs) Uh, Super on brand for my rant for this week, which is all about the topic of self-care and how self-care can look different depending on the day. Sometimes self-care are good choices and sometimes self-care are maybe not so great choices. Um, but everything is, is tuning into your body, tuning into your needs and what you need for that day. So sometimes self-care for me is putting on an obnoxious amount of jewelry and a leisure suit to sit (laughs) down and record with my friend, Matt. Other days it is, um, eating a pint of Haagen-Dazs chocolate ice cream. Some days it's going to the gym and lifting, uh, for a heavy session for about two hours and making sure that I eat clean for that day and have, a protein shake and do my best to take care of my body, drink my gallon of water. Other days it's vegging out and watching uh, YouTube videos for a solid six hours and not really accomplishing anything else productive. Um, other like probably more off the wall things that I, that I do for self care. It bothers me when my phone is going off all the time. So recently, what I've started to do with all of my social media apps, for all my social media apps, I've I've done this for probably better part of three years now. I don't have notifications turned on for any of my social media apps. No pop-ups, no alerts for likes or shares or new comments um, for any. And I'm really, I'm not really not even on that many social media platforms. I have uh, threads, I have Instagram and Facebook, and I also have Messenger, but I really don't check Facebook or Messenger too much. Um, But I do not have all of my notifications turned on, first and foremost, because my ADHD cannot handle it. (laughs) I cannot handle new notifications coming across my damn phone screen all the time, all day, every day. Um, But it's also a conscious choice because sometimes social media is not a very healthy place for me to be mentally. Um, I can also notice a kind of shift in my behavior Um, when I'm super, like when I'm chronically online, I guess is what I'll call it. Um, to the point where I have a great community of awesome people that I hang out with on discord. We voice chat, we stream TVs, TV shows and movies. We have a Minecraft server together. Um, last couple months I've turned all the notifications off on that too, because being chronically online and in what feels like 20 different group messages is very draining on me and my social battery. So self-care can be turning off your notifications. I go as far as turning off my notifications for my uh, texts. There are certain people that you will have to check my phone and pry it out of my cold, dead body to figure out. There are certain people on my text list that I never see their text notifications come through. And actually right now, as we're recording this, my entire, all my text messages are um, no notification. I only go in and check them when I am in a good place too. That's self-care for me is disconnecting all the way up to the, the crazy, uh, insane concept of just having a full on digital detox where I don't have my phone on me. I'll go a full weekend with my phone off and shoved in a drawer. Like even just the act of turning my phone off and removing it from me, makes me feel better. Um, so self-care looks different on different days. 
sometimes you need to put on a leisure suit and <laughs> fake it till you make it. Um, but whatever your self-care is for you, as long as you are safe, um, you are in a good place mentally, or you are working your way to getting to that, to the better version of yourself, the more well-rested, not burnt out version of yourself that people will enjoy being around. <laughs> um, make sure that you make that a priority. I feel like everybody wants to have these buzzwords about, oh, self-care is journaling and pampering yourself and doing some meditation and all, you know, which sometimes self-care looks like that. Self-care also looks like maybe just going on and buying something on Amazon because you feel like it. Use those credit card points, bitch. That's like free money anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I just felt very convicted to at least share some something about that topic um, because I had a uh, kind of a rougher weekend with uh with the kiddos my husband was away at a horseshoe tournament because that is a hoosier thing that we do in the midwest <laughs> here and part of my weekend involved going to target with my two-year-old and getting us both a new set of pajamas i got her <laughs> a little leisure suit too and we watched some hot dog and chilled out and ate ice cream together and i felt rested i slept great that night so um self-care looks different Make sure that you're paying attention to yourself, giving yourself and loving on yourself enough to give yourself some self-care and self-love because um, it sounds super cliche to say, Matt, especially coming from this Mally bitch. Um, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't help anybody else unless you help yourself first. So it's probably taking me way too long as an adult to learn that. Um but it's not ever selfish to love on yourself and give yourself some self-care when you know that you have to do that first before you can take care of anybody else. And that's what she said, Matt. <laughs> I like that uh, question. <laughs> so if you don't mind, when, when do you like, when does your like gas gauge start you know turn on that light saying hey you might need to to take care of this do you do you have a moment where you you can pick it up or does it is it just like all of a sudden like damn we're on e we need to go do something it's more like that so the second one um i like to give myself or play the illusion that i'm self-aware i'm re really not most of the time um and it hits me like a freight train where I'm like, I am just so completely drained and burnt out. I'm exhausted. Like, um, it's not going to be a very productive day at work for me. I'm turning off all my notifications and all I'm trying to do is get to the end of the day and go to bed. <laughs> and that's okay. That's productive. Um, I don't know. I think it depends lately, especially in the last year or so. It's definitely more of the second, like, oh shit, I'm on E and the gaslight's been on, bitch. <laughs> like, let's let's take care of ourselves, please. <laughs> I, I think people can probably relate to that for sure. Um a continued choice for me with self-care has also been um continually going through the very frustrating thing of having uncomfortable conversations with my doctor about my medication needs to, which I've set the boundary that, you know, I, I don't talk too much about like my meds or I don't talk too much about in great detail publicly about what those are. Um, 
But if any of you have any questions, I, I wrote a whole book about it. One of the chapters is Lexapro saved my life and therapy is not a dirty word. So obviously I love to have some measure of conversation about it, but making sure that I'm, I'm loving myself enough to know that yes, antidepressants help me, but there is a little bit of work in finding out like what I needed eight months ago might not be what I need now. So when we have to have those conversations of let's revisit, you know, the dosages or take something out or add something new, um, loving myself and loving my loved ones enough to struggle through that uncomfortable transition is definitely another form of self-care. Um, but yeah, I think it it's really important. And I wish I would have had somebody a long time ago telling me that. So I'm going to do what I can <laughs> to tell all of you that now. <laughs> Good. Listen, people. She said it because that's what she said. Um I I think that it's always refreshing for me to hear those conversations and people putting themselves out there like that. Like people might consider me brave for doing whatever it is that I do, but I think people like you saying, hey, like it's okay to, you know, essentially not be okay, but it's also okay to spend that money on Amazon to go get yourself a leisure suit to, you know, sit down and veg out if that's what it, if that's what's necessary and not saying it in a like when people when people say it to me it's usually like a retroactive thing and that always bugs me because it's like mm, but I still know all the things I needed to do and you saying that now doesn't help me get those things done but, but see you, Matt that's what I and I struggle with this still to this day we are we are in such a like a hustle culture that it makes me nauseous. And especially when you have these alpha gym bros who are like, if you're not up every day at the gym at 5am eating a whole bird for breakfast with protein, and you're not living out your dreams every single day of your life, then you're a beta and, and you don't deserve like, it's so toxic. This like, this like full on, a hundred percent of the time breakneck pace of productivity and like like i can't even have a hobby unless it results results in something productive like i was like oh i'm really into canva like wouldn't it be so cool to like sit and like you know explore my own version of creativity but i feel like it's only going to be worth it if i'm like making them into stickers that i can sell on Redbubble. like that's how that's a that's a, a good use of my time no, bitch. No. Resting is productive. And anyone who wants to pretend like some days all you need is to veg out in front of Netflix or start a new world and get lost in it in Minecraft for like a solid 12 hours plus. Like anyone who doesn't believe that that is a productive task, I feel that because that was me. <laughs> <laughs> a while ago i totally understand but it, it i wish i would have learned so much sooner in adulthood that rest is a productive task and it's not something that you have to apologize for because no one no one is built to go 110 percent, 120 percent of the time it's just impossible it's not possible and 
so much of the world tells us that all we have to do is grind and save all this money and put this all the way in retirement. Y'all, we're living life now. I mean, if I'm going to buy a damn leisure suit from the Tar J and I'm going to waste 25 doll hairs and pretend like that's the only thing that's separating me from a healthy and functioning retirement someday, newsflash, bitches, Social Security's running out as is, okay? For sure. I had that conversation with my mom yesterday. You know, like... We're all trying to to reach this finish line of like retirement. And that's when we get time to like, no, you know, like life is happening right now. And I feel like I've, I've had to relearn that too in, in motherhood and in marriage and in, in kind of still being younger in my career. Like you are paying your dues and you're grinding and everything's a grind and you're trying to work towards, you know, the next raise and the, you know, life is happening right now too. You know, and when we're done here recording, Matt, I'm going to curl into bed. I'm going to take some NyQuil so I can breathe out of my nose. And I'm going to play some Minecraft and I'm going to enjoy myself and enjoy the life that I have right now. Because work's still going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. You know, Uh, I don't know, probably a rabbit hole, a little bit of a rant, but like. I just feel like I've I've definitely needed a reminder occasionally that like you do not have to apologize for for resting. Like no is a full sentence and I feel like it's just super on brand with some of the conversations that we've had lately too about um setting boundaries for the holidays. Like you're not obligated to do anything you don't want to do. My it my husband in a perfect world, he's fucked off all all weekend always hanging out with his friends, doing everything. I'm the opposite. Like I always grew up with weekends or time at home, take care of the home, take care of yourself, go out, endure the world for the week and, you know, do the same thing. So it's been a fun balance, but we balance each other out where I'm like, no, I'm not going to drag our kids to the two day long horseshoe tournament (laughs) that you were in last weekend. I'm going to be home in my leisure suit eating cookies with our two year old watching damn hot dog. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to say... You just said no is a full sentence and that shit just that hit really hard. I like that. That might be a um another sticker idea. No is a full sentence. It is a full sentence and there is a period after the fucking word. No. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all practice all right. together. <laughs> no. No. There you go. <laughs> um uh I I love that a lot. Um and I appreciate that you um, you taking care of yourself because when you're good, we're good. And I think that, like, I noticed that difference. We chat for a little bit before the episode. Sometimes we chat a little bit after the episode. And knowing that, like, the peace of mind that, like, you're taking care of yourself and you know you you did something and even more so when you're like no i actually want to talk about this on the episode because it's a good point like those are my favorite because i know that that means that like you put thought into it and you came out the other side of whatever so i uh i always appreciate those and i appreciate it into practice too i i appreciate you bringing me i appreciate you appreciating me so let's appreciate this moment (laughs) you know appreciation (laughs) circle um but it's it's putting it into practice too. It's not just sitting here and like, you know, 
ranting to our listeners that still, for whatever reason, enjoy listening to me fall down <laughs> rabbit holes because my ADHD meds sometimes have worn off when we sit down to record. You know, it's yeah. putting it into practice, but also um, I'm a vocal processor. So my that's what she said are I've said it in prior episodes. My that's what she said are usually good reminders for myself, too, that, you know, all the you know, I need a good reminder of some of these things too sometimes so here i am in my leisure suit conscious choice to record this week's episode in it (laughs) no um (laughs) that was really good hopefully you guys listened and had fun and learned something about the writer strike which hopefully is not going on when this episode airs hopefully you uh you learned something about you know taking care of yourself and leisure suits and jenna marbles and such with uh, her face lookers and whatnot um so uh we um we just want to thank you and another shout out to leaving reviews and you know not being not being afraid to leave a review even if you don't leave words if you just leave stars we're good with that um we just want to know that you guys are um are enjoying it and uh, we want other people to find us as well. So continue to do that. And like, for real, if you got something you want us to talk about, if you want to talk about or or you want us to talk about a random movie and our opinion on it, like send it in, tell us that's what you want us to do. Can't promise we've seen it, but maybe we'll watch it and talk about it. Uh, I've taught it. I've tossed around the idea of doing like a solo episode where like I review a movie or I watch a movie or a movie that like is my like one of my favorites or something like that and uh I um watch it write some notes maybe force Courtney to get on an episode where we review some movies um yes Courtney please uh, uh <laughs> please yeah. do it and I want it to be if you ever do that I want it to be a movie that's so off the wall that you and Courtney look at each other and you're like Ain't no way in hell we're going to like this movie. Because that's always when you're like, oh my gosh, I might actually like something different. <laughs> this, this isn't, isn't going to be a story because this is the end of the episode. But I will say <laughs> our first date was to The Fountain with um, Rachel Weiss and Hugh Jackman. And I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. And anybody listening that has seen this movie is like, oh my God, that movie was so trippy. It was like a couple time traveling i guess it was like different iterations of the same couple in different universes and timelines and like but it was it 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 wasn't it didn't make any sense it was so so abstract but it was our first date so it holds a special place in our uh in our hearts because of that so yeah uh, if you ever want it, like that's one that we could re- re- we could review and maybe it would be worth it i don't know That'd be really cute and a very fun journey down memory lane for you. Cause the same reason that the fountain is memorable for you in court is the same reason why, um, the, what is it? Captain America, the winter soldier is the same thing for Luke and I, cause <laughs> that was our first date. And then we went to half price appetizers at Applebee's after <laughs> true love. <laughs> we might've done the same thing, but in reverse, I don't remember where we went first, but I think it was out of that or Chili's. I don't remember. It was, that Shouts was a long out. time ago. Uh, but yeah, Ooh. so thank you. See, there you go. Send in your uh, your first dates, and we can talk about your first dates. Um, you know, you send them in soon enough, maybe we'll uh, plan a Valentine's Day episode and talk about people's first dates, reading them on the air. See? See what happens? Um, anyway, thank you for listening. 
uh thanks for being in your leisure suit it does look super fucking comfortable just saying also your nails definitely looked on point i could see them but i couldn't see the detail until you held them up to the camera so yep. shout out to deco mini because they're stickers <laughs> there you go shout out to all of the things all of the things thanks fam we will catch you next week on the homes room podcast bye <laughs> The bell is about to ring. If you want to drop us a voice message or simply ask a question, you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes below. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. It helps more people find us. Theme music by Kinsey. More music available on Spotify. Remember, every day is a class. Go learn something. <laughs>